Periscope is going. Facebook and DLive. Hmm, that was neck and neck. I want to say Facebook won, but I'm not positive. Um, second place. Third place goes to DLive, I think. What's up, everybody? I am alive. Finally, huh? Yes, I am live, Fatty Watt. Press one if you see me. Nice. <laughs> Press two if you don't. Press three if it's a little spotty. But if you don't see me, then you wouldn't be pressing two. So if I see any twos, I know you're just messing with me, right? Unless it's later. But it is 10.06 a.m. here in Los Angeles. Live in the second hour of what was supposed to be the hate report. But today and tomorrow, I believe, we are not doing hour one of the hate report. Only hour two. Because um, the black tech is on vacation and JLP is doing some very important interviews. You know, the election is, what, 19, 18 days away? The president, when President Trump is supposed to be reelected? We'll see what happens. I think he will, but you never know. Evil is coming right out. So I'm going to be talking about the crazy censorship things. I will be accepting your calls. 888-775-3773. Those of you on hold already, I will get to you. Hang tight, guys. And I do also want to touch on how Obama, he's in there, right? He's such a liar. It's such a liar. You're going to get it. Um, but just one hour today, so we got to just plow right on through. So, w- without further ado, let's get on with the show. One, two, Whoa. three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. Forgot that it was Frank. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys! Oh. So, did you guys hear about the crazy social media censorship things? And it's so interesting, because I was interviewed by one of you guys on one of your shows recently. It was actually several months back, maybe in February, I want to say. I was interviewed by one of you guys over there on DLive, one of the DLive stars. And it was said, one of you guys said... That this social media censorship of conservatives, of whites, of Christians, is election meddling. And now, it's mildly encouraging, I guess, to hear that Senator Ted Cruz and many others, establishment rhino politicians, are saying the same thing. Social media The social media establishment is engaging in election meddling. They don't want a repeat of 2016. Wasn't that one of the lines that came out of, like, inner uh, Google conversations? And it's not just Google, YouTube. YouTube is Google, right? It's owned by Google. But it's also Facebook, or should I say Fakebook, and Twitter. Twitter which is run by that Jack Dorsey guy, 
or they run him more like. I bet you that these people who are at the top, such as Mark Zuckerberg, whom I told you made some reasonable statements, right? Fairly reasonable for a liberal, a liberal male, right? A grown adult liberal male billionaire. What a shame. But he's said some reasonable things about, you know, these people that say these things that are supposedly conspiracy theories about history. Um, they're not always doing it in out of malice, and it's not always so harmful. It's freedom of speech, right? He's an American, I think. Is Mark Zuckerberg American? I think he is. Nominally, at least. In name only. <laughs> but he gets pushed around by the advertisers, by the radicals, by the enemies of America. And to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And it is election meddling. And it is um, oppression. <laughs> and this silly, ridiculous, the reason that I say that it's somewhat, only somewhat encouraging, I guess, that the, um, that the politicians, the rhinos, you know, Senator Ted Cruz and them are calling, referring it to it as election meddling, is that... They're, let's be honest, they're not going to do anything about it. You know, it would be, like, utterly shocking if they did anything, like, significant to fight evil. Because they've spent their whole time, they're not effective at fighting evil. That's why we're, we, that's why we've been uh, frustrated with the government for so many decades. Decades and years. And, you know, they talk a good game, supposedly. They don't even talk a good game anymore. They just kiss up and simp for believing in racism and stuff. They're pretending that we're going to get a conservative, a solid 6-3 conservative majority in the uh, Supreme Court. Yeah, right, that's not a conservative majority. There's nothing conservative about most of those people. They're just kiss-ups. They're weak. You heard, what's-her-name... Amy Barrett kissing up to the notion that racism exists and that George Floyd's incident, which he brought that upon himself, it, the stuff has shown, you know, all the evidence has shown. <laughs> Skip says, don't you oppress me, Hake. Yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't get into this whole oppression thing. But it is, it's evil. as the evil people trying to take out the... the the decent people and the people who pretend, who even just only pretend to be decent. That's why they're fighting so, kind of fight, fighting hard against Amy Barrett. Matt Kruger says, all my life, the government has lied and stolen our future and our children's future, children's children. <laughs> I ain't gonna take it no more. Yes, we are. <laughs> But uh, if we put in a real change, it's not about, like what, what's his name said, Ice Cube. It's not about, we'll get more respect when we have money. Yeah, it's good to make money. And you will get more power with more money. But you also have to have, like, the character. And then it doesn't matter. You notice that... Um, 
they try to smear and lie and marginalize against Jesse Lee Peterson, and he just takes everything in stride. He's been banned from so many stations and and locations and um, platforms all of all his life, and he still keeps trudging, and he's more uh, reaching more people today than ever. Thanks to and in spite of these people who are fighting against him. Interesting, huh? Um, President Trump, he's fighting. And I noticed that he's not happy with Attorney General Barr. He's not happy with Mark Meadows, his chief of staff. He's not happy with that Durham guy. I remember hearing... Oh, Durham is coming. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. Nothing's going to happen with that. And I was right. John Durham is the guy who's investigating the fake Russia investigation, right? Because the Russia investigation, oh, Trump possible collusion with Russia, was based on just fakeness, fakeness, fear-mongering, a liberal, uh, a liberal... FBI, a liberal, CIA, whatever, who, who all else, right? All of them are just a bunch of liberals, mostly, in there. Self-important people, too. They got, some guy from CIA, supposedly, got Moby. You know that late 90s, early 2000s dance music white guy singer who sings at the end of those Born Identity um, so, uh, movies? They got Moby to promote this Russia fear-mongering. They said, you have a platform, put this stuff out there for us. That's the deep state. And they pretend, oh, the deep state's not real. The deep state is the unelected bureaucrats, self-important, dumb, millennial liberals who run the FBI and pretend that we are America. No, it's anti-America. It's crazy. A whole lot of females, too. And female-minded males. So Twitter locks down Kaylee McEnany, which is Trump's uh, speaker woman, like secretary of whatever, (laughs) press secretary, thank you. (laughs) Uh, James Woods, that's an actor who has, it's not the first time that Twitter has tried to censor him. And Jack Posobiec, who is a well-known, practically establishment, um, media person now. He was like a Twitter viral guy um, in the 2016 election, and now he's a, I believe he's a One American News Network host. And they're censoring the New York Post, which is one of the oldest newspapers. Did you know the newspapers used to be made of paper? In the United States, the New York Post has been locked out of Twitter. Over the story, this is from the post-millennial and a revolver. Over the story that they published about Obama's vice president's son. Trying to hook up, make hookups and connections for something that he was involved in. And you can read about it. And I looked, as of 9.25 a.m. here in Los Angeles, New York Post has not tweeted in 22 hours. And normally they post like 20, 22, 23 times in an hour. 
tweets, tweeting. And in those hours, in that 23 hours ago, or probably 24 now, they had two tweets that were not available, censored by Twitter. And probably they were the ones that shared the articles. And anybody who tries to share that, according to liberal reporter Yashar Ali, I think he was with Huffington Post, he might still be, tweeted, Twitter has blocked users from tweeting the New York Post story link and from sending the link via direct message to users, to other users. Just outright censorship. Amazon is doing the same thing, too. Um, it was only last month that the New York Post, by the way, reported that Carlos Monge, who had served as Twitter's director of public policy, I guess, left Twitter for a position on the Biden transition team. Transition team? He, Biden actually thinks he's going to win? I don't know. This person named Mike Hahn tweeted, Twitter has suspended Team Trump for posting a video called that calling Joe Biden a liar who has been ripping off the country for years. As it relates to the New York Post article, 19 days out from the election. Crazy, huh? The emails f that were in question, because it shares some emails, right? Turned up on some hard drive of a laptop that was left at this weird repair shop. And Drudge has a picture of this guy. He looks like a weird guy. You know, a lot of small businessmen, they're just, they seem a little goofy looking or whatever. And, um... He gave it, the FBI seized it, but he'd already made a copy of it, and he gave that copy, according to the story, to a lawyer with Rudy Giuliani, who is a pro-Trump guy, personal attorney for President Trump. Crazy, huh? And the Trump campaign, as well as some, like, of the politicians in either the House of Representatives or the Senate, have posted that same New York Post article on their websites. DonaldJTrump.com and, and, uh their house.gov or something like that. And I think that Twitter was even warning people about that, saying it can be, this can lead to spammy content. <laughs> it's so fake. And Jack Dorsey is the CEO of Twitter. He is going to face the Senate, I think. Right? Senator Ted Cruz said, This is election interference and we're 19 days out from an election. It has no precedent in the history of our so-called democracy, which is not what it is. This is Senator Ted Cruz. I call him a rhino from Texas. He's a, I thought he was conservative, but uh, he's kind of easily pushed around. Chairman Lindsey Graham and I have discussed at, this at length in the committee today. We'll be noting, noticing a markup on Tuesday to issue a subpoena to Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee next Friday. So not tomorrow, but the following. But he's just going to clown these people. They're not, I mean, it's... Nothing ever happens. Facebook, too, admitted to shadow, shadow banning the link. I think we have to win the... the um, real-world way, not the lawyers and politicians way. And the real-world way is by uh, being right. It's kind of like one time I got um, <laughs> one time I got what I felt was a bit cheated by a car 
used car sales place. And I had signed the contract, though, right? I didn't read it. I signed it. And so I signed something I didn't know what I was signing for. And it cost me a little bit more money. It was something I didn't want. And a couple of things were wrong with the car that I got. And so I knew that I went and complained. I'm like, hey, work with me. I don't want to have, I didn't want this. I wasn't paying attention. I know that people get, uh, I don't want to say the word. I know that people get um, shafted for, that's not bad, right? For um, signing stuff with the, without reading it, right? But come on. <laughs> And one guy's all, I resent that. We don't shaft people. I said a different word, right? Probably, probably the shaft is worse than, <laughs> never mind. Uh, anyway, he's all, I resent that. But I mean, like, but that's what it is. I signed it, and that's why you guys are not working with me. <laughs> no. Uh, so I made this sign after I'd heard the story of Jesse doing this. And um, just marched outside in the front of their business and said, I got screwed by Toyota Pasadena. <laughs> and so they called me in and then gave me my money back and took the thing out from the car that I didn't want and all that stuff. And they said, in, just so you know, in court, you wouldn't have won. But that's, this is not court. This is the real world. In the real world, there's other ways to win. And so we have to be smart and wise, right? There's other ways to win without have, pretending like the world's supposed to be working for what's right, because the world doesn't. <laughs> and we can turn things around to a little bit more so that, thing, so that people are a little bit more sane, because it seems like at one point in the country, it was more sane. Even 20 years ago, people weren't all pro-gay like they are now. So there's things that can happen. But Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, nah, I don't have high hopes. By the way, there's this guy, Mark Meadows, chief of staff, supports Google, according to Revolver News, supports a Google military-industrial complex scheme to give away billions of dollars in defense spectrum, which would provide Google access to yet more consumer data and with which to ma manipulate our political system. Before that, Breitbart's, and that came out last week. They reported on that last week. Before that, a week before that, Breitbart's Alam Bokhari released a so-called bombshell report on Google's infiltration of the Defense Department and the National Security Council in order to receive access to billions of dollars worth of defense spectrum, so-called defense spectrum. I've heard, so that's Mark Meadows who's supporting this. I've heard negative things about Jim Jordan, who's supposed to be a conservative. He used to be a wrestler or a wrestling coach or something. <laughs> and I've heard stuff that He's just putting on a show of fighting against big tech, right? Big tech censorship and, and discrimination of, uh, against um, conservatives. But he was pretending like, oh, we, don't ha we can't go after these people as a monopoly. You know, like everybody goes to 
who am I, how many of you guys are active on Gab or BitChute or whatever? Not many. Not many. And they're clamped down. Those people don't have their own apps. I don't believe that there's a BitChute app. I know that the, the Gab has been locked out of having a, an app in their app store or in Google Play. Because it's too edgy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And by the way, Twitter is lying because their whole pretense in not, in not sharing this particular article says that they don't put out hacked material or stuff that was got that was gotten without um without approval or something that something that was hold on here's twitter safety's tweet the policy established in 2018 prohibits the use of our service to distribute content obtained without authorization excuse me they didn't censor the new york times putting out president trump's tax return data in fact they helped promote that they promoted Trump's tax returns being leaked without authorization. We don't want to incentivize hacking by allowing Twitter to be used as a distribution for possibly illegally obtained materials, they said. And that's kind of a response to WikiLeaks because WikiLeaks put out a bunch of emails that showed the DNC, the Democrat National Committee, colluding with the mainstream media, including Chuck Todd of... What's Chuck Todd work with? ABC or NBC or... what? MSNBC? Yeah. Please. Um, so after WikiLeaks kind of exposed Hillary and the DNC and the um, mainstream media as corrupt and colluding with each other, they all colluded together and accused Trump of colluding with Russia. <laughs> and by the way, that New York Times thing, Molly Hemingway is a you know, fairly reasonable reporter, a journalist. She tweeted, The New York Times never even pretended to explain how it hacked, she says hacked, how it got Trump's tax records, and yet Twitter promoted links to their stories. Yeah. Media outlets didn't decline to cover that story. These are lies. Don't believe they're lies. Because Twitter spokesman says, in line with our hacked materials policy, as well as our approach to blocking URLs, we are taking action to block any links or images of the material in question on Twitter, saying that they're saying that it's in line with their policy. And Twitter safety said, commentary on or discussion about hacked materials, such as articles that cover them but do not include the link or materials themselves, aren't a violation of the policy. Our policy only covers links or images of hacked materials themselves. The policy, and it was, that's that 2018 line, fake. Lying, people. And so people are saying, hey, call Republicans. Confirm, call Republicans on the Commerce Committee. Blackburn, Wicker, Thune, Sullivan. Concern, confirm Nathan Symington to the FCC. Some guy on the FCC will be the deciding vote, if he gets onto the FCC, will be the deciding vote on Section 230. Section 230 is that thing that says, these social media platforms are a platform, they're not publishers, and so they can't, they uh, don't 
they're not responsible for what's on on uh, their platform because it's just a platform for people to say whatever they want. They're not responsible for it, but they're actually publishers because they're censoring stuff selectively. And so that's that's one angle on it. The other angle is that it's a they are a um, sort of a monopoly. So I don't know. Yeah, President Trump is having a, a rally right now, and he's going to be holding a town hall meeting on NBC and MSNBC and CNBC today at, uh, I think, 5 my time. 5 my time, 8 Eastern. And it's competing with, uh, is George Stephanopoulos on ABC or something? I think so. George Stephanopoulos is hosting a town hall with Joe Biden at the same time <laughs> on ABC. And it's only on ABC. It's not on the, the cable. I don't know. if Does ABC have cable networks? I think they're owned by Disney. Anyway, let me get to some calls. Um, Louie in Idaho wants to talk about commercials in the media. Louie, how are you doing? Thanks for calling. Nice long yeah, time no I'm here. Doing, I'm, yeah, I'm doing okay. Right I told my mother today, you know, she's got uh, cancer, stage three cancer. Wow. Let's pray for her. Let's pray for her. All right. But, uh, she, she told me about um, two men kissing on a TV commercial. And I said, you know what? That's been going on for years already. Yeah. It's getting and more and more overt, though, and explicit. And it's pretty disgusting. You know what? It's indoctrinating children to make it acceptable. Yeah, I don't know if... <laughs> You know, I was going to say, I don't know if children fall for that, because children kind of naturally have an aversion to weird stuff like that, and sexuality in general. Well, They're not it, into that it stuff. It just makes kids feel okay with but it, it when they keep seeing it, is, it on TV. You're right, yeah. and it is highly inappropriate. It's like, yeah. and some kids do get more sexualized, especially when they don't have their good, good parents who are together. They get, they get crazy. It's nasty. So, yeah, you're right. That is evil. And they are, I used to think that they just don't, they don't accept it. But when you, when you keep on pushing it, eventually they do break down and accept it. What, the is, children. It, what, what is the expression? Tell a lie a thousand times or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. even a blatant lie. They'll just keep on repeating it. It's so funny because they're accusing us of doing what they're, the, what they're doing. That is so true. I swear to God. And you know what? About this 25th Amendment, Pelosi is just uh, oh, yeah. telling people. She's telling people that, you know what? When when Harris and Biden are elected, Harris is going to take over because of the 25th. <laughs> she's saying, she's saying that? Is she outright saying that now? That That's basically, you know, that's what it's I the, say. What's implied, yeah. That's what I, that's kind of the sense that I get. When I think Pelosi said that she wasn't, because she's talking about giving the House or something like that, the power over the 20, or to help kind of invoke the 25th Amendment and, and remove and somebody the, from and office. And the vice president or whatever, and they're just going to take it away. She <laughs> wants to become president. Yeah. She, you know what? Interesting. Uh, and she's so people. weird. She I, should you know, be. You know, you know what, Hank? Yeah. I said for the longest time, I said, I, I, I love people, but I hate society. But <laughs> I realize now that I hate society because of people. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You know, that reminds me of a friend of mine who just 
hates people too. <laughs> Not everybody, but he just hates, well, probably everybody in reality. But he gets sick of people because people are not smart. They're malicious. They're inept, meaning a, a, they're just incompetent. And it's he gets he gets fed up with people, and he gets fed up with how they're not raising children right. He sees children acting up, and so yeah, I think <laughs> I think you're realizing that you uh, hate people too. I, I don't realize it. I've known for a while. Look, okay. my oldest son. My my oldest son is a great band member. He's got his own band. My middle son is a marine. You know, my younger son is is awesome. So they're all doing good. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I'm divorced. I'm divorced and all that, but I succeeded. Well, I wish you well, man. I hope to hear from you again, Louis. No, we'll talk again. All right. Thanks again. Take care. Bye bye. Let me get to Danny in Charlotte, North Carolina, a first-time caller. Danny, what you doing? What's up, Jimmy? Hey, it's James. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Up, James? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to let um, people of North Carolina uh, that are listening to go uh, and early vote, because today was the first day, and I just I just got back, actually, from voting. Um, was it At packed? least in Union County, where I'm... Yeah, man. It packed. was, huh? Packed, wow. man. Yeah, it was, it was good. And mostly, I, I don't know, well, it's obviously anecdotal, but around here, I've never seen so many Trump signs, Trump flags. Yeah. The city, um, I live out in the country a little bit, but when I went to the city the other day, there was like a Trump rally. Everybody had their Jeeps, their trucks, Trump flags, everything. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a landslide, but we'll see. Yeah, you know? we will see. You know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sort of excited about this upcoming town hall today. Make sure, though, ladies, we have the Women's Forum tonight. It's Thursday, third Thursday of the month, Women's Forum for ladies only um, here at Bond in Los Angeles, 7 p.m. But I'm kind of excited about the, the um, town hall because Trump not only tells the truth and stands on the truth and is full of life, but he also just puts on a better show. I mean, I guess that's the same thing. It's basically the same thing. Some people are liars and put on a good show, though. But he puts on a right. good show. And he's going to totally upstage Biden in Biden's fake uh, town hall hosted by George Stephanopoulos. And Trump is... His is going to be hosted by this woman, Guthrie, Savannah Guthrie, who's born in Australia, but she's American or whatever. And... Um, it's going to be kind of cool. I, I'm glad that he's doing that rather than this dumb. It was supposed to be a virtual debate, which means a Skype or Zoom debate. What today it was supposed to be or yesterday? I don't know when it was supposed to be, but it was going to be hosted by this guy from C-SPAN who I heard was a, a Joe Biden intern. And allegedly, he tweeted at Scaramucci and asked if he should respond because Trump tweeted that he was... Trump tweeted negative things about this guy who was supposed to be the moderator. Steve Scully or something? Something Scully. Mm -hmm. And it's just so silly. These people are so biased, and yet President Trump is able to overcome that just by... Because there's so much desperation for the truth to be told. And he's generally telling the truth. So that's cool, man. That's, I'm glad to hear that. 
over there. Well, it's funny you mentioned. It's funny you uh, mentioned. I think they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with the ratings thing because I think everybody's going to watch Trump and no one's going to watch. Like three people will watch Biden. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but you, you know what was scary though? Because I've never this is the first time I voted. Um, what was scary though is. I didn't need anything to go vote, man. I know. All I needed was a name. So, so uh, unfortunately, we have a Democrat um, governor. He's going to get kicked out, though. Which one uh, is that? Roy Cooper, scumbag. Okay, Roy Cooper. I was going to say Northam. Yeah, but Northam, I think, is yeah. Virginia. That's Virginia. He's a scumbag, too. Yeah. But uh, uh, what's it called? Um, vote for uh, Dan Forrest. That's a Republican. But anyway... Um, yeah, all I needed to say, they just asked me for my name and I registered, obviously. So, but I didn't even need to know my address. So at least wow. it could have been like, so what's your address, you know, to kind of confirm, you know? Yeah. But they didn't, they were just like, uh, you know, they said my address and I was like, yeah, that's it. So literally I could be anybody. And as long as I, I know someone voted, you could just go and vote. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. You're right. I noticed the same thing too. How old are you, by the way? Uh, I'm 24. Okay. But what? You know what was crazy though? Because that the, the the DNC has been at Charlotte before. The Charlotte, you know, yeah, like a few years ago they'd had it. You needed a an ID to get into that. Exactly. <laughs> but not to vote though. No, not yeah. to vote. But but to go to the DNC convention, you need an ID. And also, I don't know if many people, most people don't know this, but if you say you don't can't get an ID, you don't have a, a, a like a, a ride or whatever. You're too poor. Blah blah blah. You can call the sheriff's office. And they'll take you. Wow. So, so just so people know, <laughs> yeah. if you can't find a way to go get your ID or whatever, just call the sheriff. They'll Dang. All right. Yeah. Thank you for the tip. The dump. All right. All right, Hank. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate you, man. Take care. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's people are so spoiled. This whole, oh, this is voter suppression type stuff. It's ridiculous. I got to tell you about this story. Obama, I got this from Drudge. Yes, I still look at Drudge. I know. But, actually, I don't exactly know. But, you know, I'm a little bit more turned off from Drudge than I once was. Before, I was like, I don't see what you guys are talking about. Now, I'm just not sure. But, I'm a little turned off from it. But anyway, This is a Drudge headline. Obama lashes out at the president for spreading misinformation. They accuse us of doing what they do. So ridiculous. And it's so obvious. Obama's one to talk about misinformation. He was an endless liar. But Obama was on the far left with his flunkies. uh, Pod Save America podcast, which is a self-important podcast by... I think three guys, but maybe it's only two. two. Two of them have been on his administration. They worked with him, right? This is from Washington Compost, the far-left Washington Compost, Amazon, Jeff Bezos' blog, right? Shared by Houston Chronicle. Here's a quote from Obama. Trump is a system, I mean, a symptom. Trump is a symptom of misinformation, is the implication. And an accelerant to it. When you look at insane conspiracy theories like QAnon (laughs) seeping into the mainstream of the Republican Party, what that tells you is that there are no more guardrails within that media ecosystem. What a phony person. 
Speaking to his formal aides, John Favreau and Tommy Vietor, Tom- Obama said he was dismayed that Republicans didn't call out President Trump last week for pressuring the DOJ, the Justice Department, to go after him and Biden. Because Obama and Biden are corrupt people. The allegations are so absurd that even Republican-controlled committees looking into it have dismissed them. And Attorney General Barr has dismissed them, Obama said. I'm disappointed that Republicans who know better have not checked him on this. Because Trump is right. He's telling the truth. Obama spied on his campaign. Obama, and he also lied about endless, endlessly lied about the IRS targeting conservatives, the Tea Party. Obama took conservative media to task. He also lied about racism. Badly. Helped tear apart the country. Anyway, for increasing partisanship. Yeah, conservative media is the one that's partisan. The mainstream media is so partisan. So rich that he would lie like that. Arguing that the approach has benefited Trump at the detriment of his party. So what? The party's dead. Trump is expressing or mirroring mirroring and in some ways explicitly exploiting and took on the crazy that was being pumped out through these venues each and every day, the former president said. The disgraced former president said. And if that stuff is still being pumped out and Trump goes away, someone else will meet that market demand. But on the other hand, do I think that it is inevitably what the Republican Party has to be? No, I don't think it does. So he's pretending to care about the Republican Party. And the Washington Compost, by the way, is obviously siding with Trump, which they did, like, endlessly. Obama reflected that Trump's first, even though they did give him how many Pinocchios for his, um, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. The Washington Post, like, they had to at least say, oh, he gets some Pinocchios for that. Pinocchios meaning his nose has grown long because he lied so badly. But anyway... Obama reflected that Trump's first foray into mass conspiracy peddling, the false claim that Obama wasn't born in the United States. I don't know that that's false. I know that Bill O'Reilly says that they found a newspaper clipping announcing in Hawaii that Obama was born. But I don't know if that means that because we haven't seen, to my knowledge, we haven't seen like a legitimate birth certificate. They gave... One that was weird, and then another one, they gave like one or two, right? One of them, according to Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who's pretty, um, pretty solid, not one to lie or just make up stuff, not one to jump onto so-called conspiracy theories, he said that it was photoshopped. And I looked at it and compared it to another one that it took, supposedly took from. Yeah, it did look like it. So was Obama trolling us? Was he hiding something? I personally thought that the Obama birth certificate thing, I sort of equated it to President Trump's taxes. Like, it's non, it's completely non-consequential. And it's making the people who are into it too much look like nutcases, which they kind of are. So the people that go on about, oh, Trump's taxes, Trump's taxes, is a completely non-story. It came out, the New York Times, or should I say New York Slimes, and they lied about him only paying 750 when he really paid millions in taxes in those years. And then he got it back, but he didn't get it back. It was credited for, to future years because he, uh, he did so much that helped the country. Anyway, like the same thing with the 
with the fake birth certificate. But they, the media just closes their eyes and don't, doesn't want to look at it. That's just racist. And they, just like they close their eyes and don't want to look at the notion that there's possible holes in the mail-in ballots or possible voter fraud when they don't check your ID. <laughs> oh, it's racist. You're, you're, uh, blacks disproportionately don't have ID and they can't get it. <laughs> Stupid. It's ridiculous. And people fall for it, too. Even my Mexican friends fall for it. It's crazy. They're socialists. Socialists. The former president said that he noticed in his research, he has this book that he's coming out with in his upcoming memoir, memoir, A Promised Land, that Trump was complimentary toward him in his first couple of years in office. Weren't most boomers, though? Most boomers were like, oh, I guess he's not that bad. Or maybe Trump was just kissing up just to be, because he, he was still a businessman, saying that he was doing a great job. Obama said that that changed when birtherism took off. Launching the real estate mogul President Trump's years-long effort to delegitimize the nation's first black president. And of course they capitalized the word black. It's rid ridiculous. The guy just decided he wanted attention, Obama said. Whether it was to promote celebrity, celebrity apprentice or not, or whatever, he just sort of looked and saw what was being said, Obama recalled. on This was Wednesday that he was talking on this dumb podcast. And he said, oh, if that's what folks want, I can do that with even less inhibition. I don't need a dog whistle. I'm just going to go out and say it. Dog whistle? That's, that's see, using the term dog whistle when you're black like that? is trying to imply that Trump is racist. And they called it racist. I noticed that the fake media and the fake um, Wikipedia, they don't mind lying. They don't mind just implying stuff about people when there is no evidence for it. Such as the notion that it's racist to be a little bit more cautious around the Asians when the, you know, when the Asians were the ones who had this, these diseases? SARS and this COVID-19 thing, which did come from China, supposedly, right? They say, oh, it's racist. It's not racist, it's based on the risk. It's based on a perceived risk. It's not based on the fact that they're Chinese or Asian. It's not based on their race, it's based on the fact that they're, they're the ones with the disease more, or that it started with more. Duh. But they try to pretend like it is. It's so sick. By the way, I heard that this report, you know, this Durham investigation thing, it may never get released. They may never even put it out. It's crazy. Oh, I got to double check the super chats. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson, hosting the show. Appreciate it. Dark Side of the Bear, what? Hosting the show. And gifting subscriptions. Appreciate that. Congratulations to Jemmy. Noah's Art Kansas with the Diamond says, The Late Report. La, la, la. Nice. Let me just double check the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report. Yeah, Fatty Watt asks, why no Durham report? 
You know, I never had any hope with this Durham report, the investigation of the investigation. But this is from MarketWatch. The unmasking probe, unmasking, remember when they were spying on, supposedly spo spying on foreign, foreign conversations, but they unmasked, meaning they disclosed the names of the people that they were spying on too, which included Trump campaign people. And why? Because they didn't like the Trump campaign, I say. The unmasking probe ordered by Barr finds no wrongdoing by Obama officials, according to this dumb report. And MarketWatch is a pretty far-left outlet, just FYI. Washington Post says investigation by the U.S. far-left Washington Post. U.S. Attorney John Bash ends with no charges, no evidence of serious wrongdoing. And I've known, I've always known that the laws are so corrupt and the people in the government are so corrupt... And Obama, especially, that administration was so sleazy and sophisticated. Not, not, some of them were sloppy, but they're not that sloppy. They do things that are completely biased, not enforcing the laws about immigration, not enforcing this or that, and selectively enforcing against whites and Christians and all that stuff, right? Completely biased and promoting LGBTQIA stuff. But the culture is so corrupt, and the laws are so complicated that they can find different ways that they can do stuff and get away with it. So it doesn't look like a serious crime. So they may not do anything. Barr appointed Bash in May to look into allegations of wrongdoing by the Obama administration officials who were investigating ties between Trump's campaign team and Russian officials in 2016. Michael Flynn was among the names unmasked. And they came up with all of these selectively enforced uh, law-breaking by the rat. <laughs> What's that guy? Cohen? And by, supposedly by, I'm still not clear about what Flynn actually did wrong. They s claimed that he lied to the FBI officials. But now even that's in question. And they claimed that he pleaded guilty to it, but even that's in question. It's so weird. You never know what the truth really is. It's silly. Uh, Lindsey Graham. I told you about that black guy who is running against Lindsey Graham. Got $57 million in the third quarter. Did you know that he actually debated this guy? Lindsey Graham actually debated this guy. He, he was, I guess he was too big to ignore. You'll notice how when there's these little challengers who try to challenge Nancy Pelosi or, or uh, that black one, Maxine Waters or whoever, and the big name will, not, will refuse to debate the little name and just hope that nobody notices and says, Hey, how come you're not debating? We want to see... Where, how you guys stack up against each other. Well, Lindsey Graham debated this guy. And Lindsey Graham, he did that typical kind of, is he a boomer? He did that typical kind of boomer thing of knowing that 
this so-called white supremacy scaremongering is so ridiculous that he became sarcastic about it. He, he was in the uh, hearing, right? Because he's heading this Senate Judiciary Committee hearing of Amy Barrett, the rhino woman, <laughs> who's going to be appointed to the Supreme Court, it looks like, probably. And he said... He was talking about Brown versus Board of Education, which I guess was supposed to desegregate or something like that, or something like that. It was a famous decision. Segregation is wrong. Something along those lines. So he asked this Amy Barrett woman, you aren't aware of any effort to go back to the good old days of segregation by a legislative legislative body. Is that correct? And of course he said no, probably, right? Because... Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to bring back segregation. Nobody in the mainstream, anyway. At least not in the, in the good old days sense. They want to segregate in the present-day South Africa sense in, the, in terms of, like, attacking whites. They'll use anything to push evil, right? <laughs> so he said that, and now all the dumb reporters who are millennials or younger, liberals, and probably older reporters, too, are pretending like, he said it's good old days? So as if he needed to clarify, he said that was with deep sarcasm. Of course. Of course it's sarcastic. It reminds me of those older people, older than boomers, I think, who were in Florida doing a Trump rally in their golf carts, This was a month or two, or maybe even three months ago. And this guy is with his Trump thing, Trump sign. And then these, there's like a few anti-Trump old people who are dumb. This liberal female living in Florida, all unhappy because everybody's conservative. (laughs) Not everybody. And so she calls him a white supremacist or a Nazi or something. Or a racist. And he's all... White supremacist. And he goes, white power. (laughs) And he drives off. And then, of course, and I picture somebody clipping that. (laughs) Of course, all the stupid media people, we're opening the treasure chest, guys. All the stupid media people were like, oh, and Trump retweeted this, by the way. Trump retweeted this. He said, great job, guys. You're, You're standing up for President Trump. And you're standing up for the country and for what's right. And so they're, they're, everybody's shocked. President Trump retweeted a video of a supporter saying white power. Shouting white power. As if he was serious. Please. And, you know, I've heard, like, more calm, middle-of-the-road, center-left people who are, who are Trump-friendly advising don't get sarcastic because they're going to take it. They're not going to take it as sarcasm. They're going to take it in the worst way that's possible, right? So they advise don't be sarcastic. But this guy was sarcastic, and so was Lindsey Graham. And it's so phony. These people are saying, well, he shouldn't joke about that. White power is not something to joke about. So dumb. They said, if he was indeed joking, Such a quip ignores the very real anxieties people have about President Trump openly campaigning to strike down so-called anti-segregation rules 
in the name of protecting the suburbs from the likes of former President Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden, and Senator Cory Booker, who want to redistribute the ghettos. And Obama was doing the same thing. Barack Obama? Nice, we opened the treasure chest. Barack Obama did the same thing with HUD, the housing and urban development. And that's why the liberals were so upset with President Trump for appointing Dr. Ben Carson as the head of HUD. Because they did not want the redistribution of ghettos. They call that, what, that's anti-segregation? Forcing poor and poor character black single mother so-called families into the suburbs, middle class, upper middle class suburbs. It's ridiculous. And they, they pretend that that's anxieties that people will, are feeling. Yeah, right. This guy, that's a mediaite reporter named Colby Hall for you. And of course, there's this leftist reporter, Timothy Burke, said, Graham now claims his reference to good old days of segregation was with deep sarcasm. These reporters are playing dumb. As if they don't really know that. What's up, Trills Von D? Gave a ninja guinea. Appreciate that, man. Nice. He said, if you have hake in your heart, let it out. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to Dark Side of the Bear What? Noah's Art Kansas, Trills Von D. Fatty Wet, Wiggy Dog. <laughs> Truth Always Wins. James Has Great Hair, Turtle No Neck, Canadian David. And Severio Jones for the support on DLive. Appreciate that, guys. And thanks also to Hot Computer Smell, Jib Jab, King Alpha Nerd, um, Little Ethnic Child sometimes, all you guys supporting over on Streamlabs.com slash The Hake Report. Hopefully next week I will be back on YouTube, but we'll see. We'll see. Because there is... I don't expect them to be just. Right? They've been unjust towards so many. So many. But um, he also said, <laughs> speaking of Lindsey Graham, in just in the last 30 seconds here, Lindsey Graham also pointed out in his uh, debate with that Jamie Harrison guy, the black male Democrat who says, voting is a tradition in my family, but you always have to vote Democrat. And he shows pictures of his children. Child abuse. He said that young black people and immigrants could go anywhere in South Carolina, but said, you just need to be conservative, not liberal. And that's obviously a joke, too, because South Carolina's turned quite liberal, too. But they pretend that, they pretend that the discrimination is against liberals. Yeah, right. The discrimination has always been against conservatives, especially lately. Anyway, guys. Just one hour today of the Hake Report. We will be back. I'll be back tomorrow, probably same time, as there is another uh, JLP interview after the Jesse Lee Peterson show. All right, guys, make sure that you check out the Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. We put out a Bond Sunday service premiere from 2010 last night, and it was nice, very nice. Check it out. Appreciate it, guys. Take care.